Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The driver's seat. Stevie Johnson's going to fight him all the way up to the line. Who'll get there first? Kelly, I reckon no Johnson, Johnson got it. Three laps to go. Yeah, He's right. in the fence. Yeah, the fence is in the fence. They're all in the fence. The driver's seat. It's redemption day for Daniel Ricciardo. He wins the Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah! 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 The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. For Kubota, together we are building Australia. It is a little bit sad because we say farewell to the red side of the garage, but uh, welcome to the driver's seat. Matt McKeldin, Stephen Johnson here with you. And boys, what a stellar bathurst. You want to talk about a fairy tale finish? It was absolutely crazy. Almost like it was scripted, wasn't it? For Holden to go out on the win, the final one, and for the guy to win it, apart from SVG, he's sort of bounce between Ford and Holden, but for Garth Tander, like to Holden, man, four-time and all in, in, in Holden's, how good. Oh, 100%. Look, and you do mention Garth Tander, but we can't go to Garth Tander yet because we've got to give the man his proper intro. Holden conquer the mountain once again. Jason Barquana and Garth Tander take out the FAI 1000. Their maiden victory. Holden has hit back at the mountain. Garth Tander and Will Davison are the 2000. Tell you what, the these intros just keep getting longer and longer because he keeps adding more and more wins. But please welcome back to the driver's seat the one and only Garth Tander. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Hey, how's the production value on your intros? I mean, the budget for this show is out of control. Nimsy's been working on that since about six o'clock on Sunday no, evening. I've taken a pay cut. That's why they've got the budget to do it. See. So, so Garth, do we call you four-time now or GT, no, no, GTH, no, no, GT no. Holden Man? What are we? No, Congratulations. No, just Garth's fine. No, no, four-time done. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, let's let's be honest. Four-time is pretty sensational. And congratulations to you. And as I said, right off the top, all four with Holden. It couldn't have been scripted any better for you boys. Yeah, look, it was um, obviously a, a special day, um, especially considering... Um, you know, what's happened with Holden this year. So um, as soon as it was announced in February that Holden was ceasing operations in Australia at the end of this year, you start thinking about, you know, what's, what are the ramifications of that? And, you know, from a motorsport point of view, you start thinking, well, we've got to make sure we win this Bathurst because it's um, obviously Bathurst and Holden are so intrinsically linked, you know, through the storylines of, you know, Brock and... Uh, Larry Perkins and Alan Grice and then more recently Mark Scaife, Craig Lowndes, all those guys, you know, 
um, a big Holden history at Bathurst. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a nice way to sort of say goodbye to Holden from a motorsport perspective was to get that one on the weekend. Hey, Garth, how, uh, how hard was it? I mean, you, you literally didn't get to drive the car pretty much or you had a little drive. But, um, you know, to really roll into... Into an injury, we all know. I mean, I've done it plenty of times that you at least have a sand down or you've got something to, to iron out the bugs and to get, you know, everything sorted brake pad changes, driver changes, all the little ergonomics in the cars to get sorted. You didn't have that. So, A, how did that fare? And B, how did you fare, you know, obviously in the race within that car? Uh, yeah, look, obviously, you're always a little concerned going in. Um, because of the break from not being in the car. Like you said, the last time I drove the 97 car was um, mid-February at the pre-season test at Tail and Bend. Uh, and then the last time I sat in a race car was the middle of March at the Australian Grand Prix in the TCR car. So um, a long time sitting on the couch, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, I was, I was reasonably comfortable in the lead into the race that, um, it would sort of all sort of come back once you jump in and start cutting laps. So um, it was a strange, obviously a strange, I mean, 2020 has been a strange year, hasn't it? But yeah. it mm. was a strange lead in, you know, having to go to Darwin, do two weeks in quarantine in Darwin before I was allowed to then fly to Brisbane and spend just over a week with the team in Brisbane before we headed to Bathurst for race week. So even that alone was a pretty strange prep. Um, but yeah, jumping in the car for the first session on the Thursday, I really just tried to treat that first day like you would a normal test day, you know, just sort of make sure you feel comfortable yeah. in the car um, and just, you know, before you start leaning on it and start, you know, trying to set a lap time because, um, you know, Bathurst can bite you pretty heavily. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't care how many laps you've done in the past, Bathurst can get you. So, um, yeah, I was mindful of that. But, you know, once I'd done three or four laps, I felt pretty comfortable in the car straight away. So we started to press on and get on with the program. So, I mean, for me, I was, you know, fortunate. I've done a few laps around there, so um, you could get into the groove pretty quickly. Hey, speaking about that, just quickly, I know Matty's got a question he's dying to ask you, but um, you just noted then about Bathurst, it doesn't matter how many laps you've done around there, it can bite you pretty quickly. The last time you were there in an Audi R8 at the 12 air, you had probably the biggest shunt of your career there. Um, and I think it just goes to show that place, it can love you or hate you, it doesn't really matter. It's... Uh, uh, you walked away from there a very shaken man after even I chatted to you after that. You probably don't even remember that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but since then, you go back there this year, same year, and, and you win the 1,000. I mean, it's just nuts. Yeah, I mean, that's right. The, the 12-hour crash was certainly the biggest one I've had in my career. And, um, it, yeah, it sort of knocked me out for a little while and memory loss from there. I don't really remember a lot of what happened pretty much straight after the crash. So... A lot I of had people that after, asked the, me. after Sunday, actually. I had a bit of memory loss after the Bathurst this, this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be a different On the Monday, yeah. Yeah, You yeah. shunted pretty hard into the Esky, <laughs> is what you did. You shunted face first into the Esky from about 11 o'clock onwards till when I left you at 5.30. There was a mess everywhere. 
<laughs> you have that memory problem quite a bit, though, Steve. I've, yeah, I've noticed over the years. Yeah. It seems to be getting worse like getting older. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should get that looked at. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, Garth, I want to talk about the emotion of the weekend because it was the 20th anniversary of your first win. You, of course, won back in 2000 with Jason Barguana for GRM. But, but you touched on it earlier. It, it is Holden's last year as a factory team. How was the pressure going into it? What was the emotion throughout the race? Um, and especially in those last couple of laps when all hell broke loose, the race went off. pretty relaxed, actually. looked pretty TV. relaxed. But how were you feeling? What was the emotion inside the garage? Um, yeah, look, uh, right back to the start of that. Yeah, it was... Um, I didn't really realise the whole... I didn't really think about the 20th anniversary thing for my first win until it started popping up in different news stories in the lead into the race. And, oh, yeah, that's true. It is 20 years. Um, so, yeah, there was a few storylines attached to the weekend. Obviously, the... The, um, the Holden thing, obviously trying to achieve that uh, success in, in Holden's last official factory involvement in the race. Um, a lot of chat about Shane trying to get his first race win. Um, for me, yeah, the 20th anniversary of it all. Um, so, yeah, look, there was, a, there was a little bit going on in the lead into the race. Um, and then once we got in the race, I mean, I've never had a race at Bathurst where that if you wrote down the race plan... Um, and then, you know, you know, it's like, Steve, you go there, you do that race, you've always got these wonderful plans, and then halfway through the race gets turned upside on it's down on its head, and you've got to adapt and change and come up with a new plan to suit whatever the circumstances are. But for that one, I've never been in a race where it's run so smoothly and so close to plan for pretty much the whole race. So, yes, even those last sort of 60 laps when Shane and Cam jumped into that battle to the end, Shane was doing an awesome job of just managing the tyre and managing the gap back to Cam and then, you know, just sort of waiting for the first five or six laps of each stint and then starting to go and building a gap. So I was starting to become more and more comfortable until those safety cars come because I thought, (laughs) geez, we've had such a good day and everything's gone so much to plan that here we go, Bathurst has found a way to bite us on the arse. So... um, (laughs) So I was I was pretty calm um, until the safety cars came, and then even after that first one, he got a good restart, and I thought, ah, oh, all right, here we go, here we go, and then bang, straight away another safety car. Ah, like, oh, here we go again. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I said in the telecast to, to Larco, I don't know who writes the scripts for Bathurst, but they get it right every year, don't they? Because, <laughs> they are pretty um, good. It's pretty intense. Fifteen fifteen years, I think it's um, the last fifteen years. The First and second has been split by a second. Yeah. So after <laughs> a thousand, a thousand Ks and 162 laps and 163 laps, 161 laps, 161. Sorry, well, I'm not the supercar driver. Used I'm to be, hey, hey, here. Hey, fun fact. Fun fact. Yeah. It used to be 163 until before they put the chase in. Yeah, so, so there you go. You were right. That on, on that on just that shows old. how old you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's amazing how you can come down to to one second. I want to know. When you got home back to Melbourne and to your lovely wife, Leanne, and the kids, was it like, oh, honey, well done. Can you take out the rubbish and the lawns need mowing? <laughs> well, I literally just did the lawns today, so that's my <laughs> tick for one. Um, I, I didn't get, Bath I didn't get home to straight onto the mower. It doesn't matter. Hey, yeah, it doesn't discriminate. It's a Kubota, too, so I should get oh, yeah. oh, well, well done. Well done. Thank you, Mr. Tanner. We'll get some sort of deal back from you guys. Um <laughs> I didn't get home till Tuesday, so um, I didn't tell the kids, and uh, they were at school, so I went to pick them up from school, so that was pretty cool. Um, they were pretty excited about that. 
Um, but yeah, pretty much it was just um, back to normal life. We're building a house at the moment, so it was back to sorting out different trades and all the rest of it and getting oh, back into it. But I, that, I did fun? manage to this year. They gave all they gave the team. Obviously, you get the the original Peter Brock trophy, the perpetual trophy. Um, but they also gave the team three mini replicas, so one for Shane and myself, and one for the team. So uh, show and tell at school was pretty cool today. <laughs> I bet it was. Um, Garth, oh, you're holding all the questions. Well, I, well, yeah, because you've done all this before. Um, how good is Shane Van Gisbergen as a teammate? I mean, I we, we were we were closely watching the laps and the lap speed and the and the times and all that kind of stuff. The pace was unbelievable. How good? Was Shane stint because they just look, it looked like sixty plus laps of qualifying times. Oh yeah, one hundred percent it was. I mean those sixty, I think it took about sixty two laps um, to the end when I jumped out were sixty two of the most intense laps that I've seen at Bathurst between two guys. So yes, Shane was awesome, but Cam was equally as awesome as putting keeping the pressure on. So that battle I thought was um, was as good as I've seen two guys going at it over that sort of time and that amount of laps but um, I think Shane's taken another step particularly on the weekend he's, he seemed to take another step he um, he was very confident all weekend to the point where on Saturday well Friday night he said to me and to Shippy Grant me first and our engineer he goes I just want to do one shootout simulation at the start of my practice session and then do the shootout and I want Garth to do all the prep work today for the race so he was supremely confident from that point I thought gee that's that's different to what he's done in the past he's, he's sort of really confident in his own ability to adapt to whatever race car we come up with and two he's solely focused on making sure we start as close to the front of the district as we can so then that was a change and then when it started raining and he was in the car um, and got us from third to the lead that's what took him off 100% um, and we all know how good he is in those sorts of conditions. So when it started raining, I was like, oh man, I'm glad I'm not in the car and he is. <laughs> um, and he, he was classic Shane in that part of the race where he, he got to the lead um, in those tricky conditions and he exploited his uh, reputation. I think once people saw that he was coming in those conditions, I wouldn't say that they moved over, but they were aware that, oh, Shane's good in these oh, conditions, yeah, yeah. here he comes sort of thing. Um, but they then didn't when sort he, of the way he defend, I guess in a way they didn't. Yeah, do it that's right. Point. They figured he's coming through anyway, and that's what got us to the lead. And then you know, I saw the telecast where they interviewed Roland at the end of the race, and and, they, and he said it's the most intelligent display from a driver that he's seen. That's a hundred percent accurate. The way that Shane manages the tire, the way that he manages the gap back to the car um, that's chasing him so that it puts the car in dirty air, so that that car then overheats its front tyre from the lack of front downforce. So he waited effectively for the first six or seven laps of each stint for Waters' front tyres to go off, at the same time as managing his own tyres, so that then he could go. And you could see in each of those stints, he would just pull a gap, and by the end of the stint, it would be out to three seconds. So he, you know, he, I don't think he gets a lot of credit for just how much he thinks about the race, not just driving fast. Um, and that was, yeah. you know, being inside the garage and seeing all that take place was seriously impressive to watch. And that's something that we've we've spoken a lot about. Or I've spoken a lot about yeah, here, absolutely. Matt, on, yeah. on the show, just how much 
um, he thinks about the the general race, not just driving fast, but he thinks about the general race and what's happening, how he can advantage himself in the position that he's in with the cars around him, and that's the sort of stuff he does. He doesn't he doesn't uh, panic when there's a guy really close to him behind. He just drives his race, and you know, for sure, if they're fast enough to get past, they get past. But he's smart in that regard. But but um, I guess twenty. I didn't even realize that until until the weekend as well. Whether it was Garth's twentieth anniversary. Mm from his first win there. Now, how did you fare physically after the race, Garth? Like, as in, like, you know, were you, was your body sore? Did you have any what injuries saying, or whatever? I'm, I'm old now. <laughs> what I'm actually getting to is that I remember after 2000, you had a nice burnt backside after getting out of that GRM car. because yes, you, 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 See, I've got a very good memory. Um, because you had to drive with Jason Barguana, who's effectively not quite your height. So uh, so you had to run in the seat. Yeah, exactly. You had to run the seat with no padding in the bottom of just to be able to get in and sit in the the seat far enough down to to be able to drive it. So obviously you're driving with someone a bit more your height now, so you're a bit more comfortable. Well, I've got the exact opposite problem. Shane's car is the first ever race car I've sat in that's too big for me. So uh, I actually have padding in my suit because I need some extra padding to stop me slipping around in the seat. So... Um, yeah, I felt I felt fine. Um, I was a little. The only thing I was a little concerned of going into the race was just the lack of race miles mm. from a fitness perspective. So um, my actual general fitness is probably the best it's ever been because living in Melbourne, you're not allowed to do anything else at the moment. So <laughs> yeah. um, my fitness was fine. I was comfortable with my actual fitness, but just the general soreness and you know even just having you wearing a helmet you know for that period of time i hadn't worn a helmet in the race car for six months so you, and you can do a little bit of training for that but there's nothing that replicates it so i was a little bit concerned about just how my body would pull up so doing that i did actually get a race run on saturday in the middle of the day um and i did about 20 laps as a race run and, and i got a bit of an idea of what was going to be sore the next day so the physio worked on that but i actually pulled up Pulled up pretty well from the race. It was just, yeah, um, Sunday night. Sunday night. Bigger drama, so, <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, look, I, I felt fine. Um, we, we changed the strategy around a little bit um, based from last year because it was more so um, you always are better in the second stint in the race. Um, you're always just more in tune with the car and all the rest of it. So we just changed the strategy around a little bit so that we maximised my second stint in the race based on what we learnt last year. Um, and yeah, yeah, it all worked pretty well. Mate, give me very quickly, what are your plans for 2021 if the world gets back into a normal place? Good question. Um, yeah, look, I mean... <laughs> I RD wrote that I and Matty book. asked it. That's why it was a good question. Ardy uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I are talking about um, extending the deal for driving the 97 car with Shane. Um, so we'll we'll get that done in the next couple of weeks, I think. Um, and then there's sort of talk at the moment there's only probably only going to be one enduro next year again, mm. um, being Bathurst, maybe two, but um, one. So I need to do a bit of, I'm going to try, I want to do some other racing. So we were planning on doing TCR this year, uh, the TCR championship, yeah. um, but obviously that's, that didn't happen and it's not going to happen this year. So um, we'd try and roll that into next year, just so I've got some race miles under my belt. Um, for when we head back to Bathurst. And also the TCR Championship, that's um, that's something that we're pretty keen to secure at MPC as well. So, um, yeah, different type of racing, but uh, certainly keep up the race miles.
Well, JT, I'll tell you, you made a lot of Holden fans extremely happy and you really gave it the fitting farewell. And, uh, mate, thanks for taking a bit of time to join us here on the driver's seat tonight. Before I let you go, though, I want to ask you um, one of those cheesy questions because you were at the Holden Racing yeah. Team for over 10 years. Did you have a favourite livery, a favourite Commodore that you sort of cherish? And if you had, you know, a blank checkbook and you could buy it and put it into the garage, what would it be? Well, uh, I'd probably... Um, actually try and buy my 2007 championship car, uh, the Toll HSV car. That'd be the one that I'd, if I'd, I'd but I'd need to win lotto for that one because it's all been restored and all brought back to how we raced it. And whoever owns it wants a wants a fair bit of coin. So um, that would be the one. That one and maybe the 2011 Bathurst winner. But Zach Brown um, from Walkinshaw Andretti United owns that one, so I don't think I'll be able to do a deal with yeah. him. So, yeah, and I don't um, think that he's going to he's going to deduct anything off the price. Like no, he won't needed. give me he won't give me a discount for sure. So, <laughs> and, uh, and you, so I'll, I'll, I'll have to win a lot of going for the 2007 car. And as you just said, you're building a house, and of course they always stay on budget. So you'll have plenty <laughs> oh, of money yeah. to buy. Yeah, yeah, a yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> well, GT, we can't wait to see you back on a racetrack sooner rather than later. Uh, again, congratulations on the win. As I said. It must have been pretty different for you to to sort of not actually be there in those last laps, but you look pretty relaxed in the pits at least. So, again, thanks for joining us on the driver's seat, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you soon. Cheers, guys. Congrats, mate. Well done, mate. There we go. Garth Tander there joining us on the driver's seat. And tell you what, wasn't that just – you couldn't script it, could you guys? No, it was no, cool. you could. It was, it was a very cool event, really, particularly given that, you know, three or four months ago, there was a significant amount of chat around the place that we wouldn't even have a Bathurst 1000. But, and I just love the way SVG, completely unscripted, pulled over, grabbed that flag from uh, one of the locals that was inside the track there and gave that what will, I think, become, boys, and you may disagree, but I think that'll become an iconic image. You know the yeah. final the final win for the for the Bathurst One Thousand well, for the Holden Factory. I, I thought think, it was brilliant. And, sorry, Nimsy, I was just going to say. And to be honest, for me personally, out of any of the Holdens, that yeah. that's the car that I would have wanted to win, be, just yeah. because I I'm no Garth very you know for a long time. Yeah, and quite close with Shane as well. So yeah, he deserved I just, to win. I love seeing those guys win. And, and Shane should have won back in twenty fourteen. Yeah, before that uh, techno car stopped in pit lane in the last stop. So you know, so fitting for for what he uh, for what he's done and and just how he's driven. And I think he thoroughly deserved it. Well, it really made that win even more special, didn't it? Because you knew how many times that he'd been there and how many times he'd just come so close and been on the second step. So it really added, like you said. I think, did you say, Matty, that, you know, whoever scripts Bathurst does it really, really well? Sensational. And and that was, you're right in what you're saying, Nimsy, that that was the one blot on his copybook that he hadn't won the Bathurst 1000. In fact, you said that last week. Yeah, yeah, I did. And I, and I, so I'm genuinely happy for him. He's jetted Mm. off back to New Zealand. He's taken his helmet. He's taken his little mini replica Peter Brock trophy and uh, the pressure's off. And he's now quarantining in New Zealand. Yeah, he's quarantining feet up, jandals up on a, on a windowsill, quarantining, (laughs) looking out at Auckland or Christchurch or wherever he is. So congratulations to both Ian Garth and to Holden. That was just a brilliant event. Mm, We've still got plenty more of the driver's seat to get through as well. If you want to be a part of the show, very easy to do so. Jump on board the text line 0433 
98-11-16 is the number on the temper text. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Garth Tander, of course, was our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. Asking mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. Don't go anywhere. we still got a lot of Bathurst news, but 12-hour Bathurst news. We'll get to that next, right here on The Driver's Seat. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. And uh, I'll tell you what, if you want to rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app, it features podcasts, interviews, and news. It is a must for all motorsport fans. Uh, this, uh, this is a look. We'll be honest, uh, this isn't the most surprising of news that came out when you uh, when we saw it on the old Fast Deli and um, the other socials. But the Bathurst 12-hour officially called off for 2021. And just last week... We announced that uh, the Bathurst International, unfortunately, couldn't be going ahead. And, yeah, it looks like um, the 12-hour axed for next year. See ya, mate. Yeah. Done. Uh, we sort of knew. Yeah. It? Like, it's too close. Border, borders are not open internationally. Like, how are you going to get – thinking that half of the entries that come into the that come to the 12-hour are from international, both Asia and Europe. And how are we going to get that there? There's not enough GT countries, GT cars and teams in Australia to make up that kind of grid. Plus, then you've got to get all the support categories and other bits and pieces there. But but uh, not unexpected. And we'll, I think, we, we, wait to have, we wait to have an official calendar, but I think that's going to kick off the 2021 Supercars uh, Championship as well. Heavily rumoured. Heavily rumoured. <laughs> Heavily rumoured. I think we'll, we'll have as a, in as in Bathurst. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have a we'll have a calendar in the next couple of weeks, mm. I believe. Um, and I tell you what, Nimsy, mm. after Stevie J and I have not really been able to get out in anger this year in in our race cars. Oh, I've been angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been angry. Don't you worry. <laughs> yes, you have. Uh, I can tell you that we are both waiting with bated breath and we hope and we have crossed every we got everything crossed including steve's got his eyeballs crossed that um <laughs> we will be on support levels at that race because uh our partners need it we need it um the borders need to be open mm-hmm. but if we get to, if there's half a chance for us to get there <laughs> in whatever capacity we're getting there well look it's it's like you said to do the calendar for next year raises a lot of questions because Probably no street circuits. Do you reckon we could go to New Zealand? I mean, there's oh, just I don't know. there's so much. However, I did see that um, we're forging on as if the AGP is going to go ahead. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, um, particularly now, I think as Europe looks like they're you know about to be gripped by a second and third wave, I think they're looking to Australia as as sort of an Asia in some respects as a last bastion of health. So um, whereas it all kicked off, obviously, across the, this global pandemic kicked off the weekend of the Australian Grand Prix. Mm. Um, uh, I think they're now looking back and saying, well, you know, we can go to Australia. We might be able to go to some places in Asia. Um, and so that, that Europe can try and get a handle on this horrible situation over there because uh, it's very, very hard. And why wouldn't you want to come to Australia to kick it off? I mean, what, what, what's Melbourne? How, what are Melbourne's cases at the moment? About 150 active and three new ones? Three new ones, um, uh, 10 mystery. It's yeah. uh, daily average. It's going down so almost at six. Yeah, so let's, let's, let's hope that by March... We're good to go there. Queensland's good to go. Adelaide's good to go. I mean, we won't see the Grand Prix at, at Tail and Bend anytime soon, but um, let's let's hope that Melbourne do kick it off and that they are able to have crowds and we're able to have support categories because, uh, again, you and I are both rumoured to be there. So we'll see what happens. The old uh, Superloop Adelaide 500 also has been shifted, which for obvious reasons as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I think that's more than just coronavirus. I think they were hoping to get it for the end of, regardless of the situation. I, from what I understand, from my inside sources, um, they always wanted to try and make it the last round for next year, if possible. So, and I actually quite like that. It harks back to the old, the old um, Formula One days, Stevie J. Yeah, absolutely. But also, we got to remember that there's a lot of stuff, a lot of uh, deals and and stuff that are done to get certain races, yeah. and a lot of those deals, I think, particularly Sydney, were uh, the deal was that they the championship needed to finish in yes. New South Wales. Yeah, hence the reason why. Uh, you know, Homebush and, and obviously Newcastle and all, all that. So uh, that obviously is coming to an end um, for, for whatever reason and whatever. So now I think the, the first opportunity that come up is for Adelaide to be able to have that as the final round is, I, I guess, 2021. So yeah. that's definitely uh, what they've wanted to do on, in the past. And, and it'll be better weather too. It be, won't be as just steamy hot and, and, and what it is, I, I guess, in in March, but you know, I think either way, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter. No. First race, last race, that joint's just mega. And yeah. it's going to put on the best race that we, one of the best race meetings every year that we see. There is one thing that I hope you're both wrong about, because you mentioned it just a second ago that we might not have street races next year. So you know, things like Gold Coast, Gold Coast, Newcastle, New Zealand, stuff like that. I, I mean, look, I, the Gold Coast has got to happen. Mm. You, you know, in Queensland, we are the last bastion of of health in Australia, there's nothing here. Like we don't have any case. I think we might have one case at the moment, locked in hospital and come from overseas. So, um, there for the for the Queensland region, southeast Queensland region, we need the Gold Coast 600. So it is my I hope and pray that we will get that up and running. There's no reason that Newcastle shouldn't go ahead next year, particularly if the uh, if it's later on in the year, mid year to later on in the year. Um, they have saved a lot of money this year by not running it so that the, there's money in the coffers to go and do it. So my hope is, Nimsy and Steve, that we do get back to some semblance of normality whilst Garth Tander, who we had on just a few minutes ago, I think is correct in what he's saying, Steve, that there's only going to be one enduro race next year, not necessarily the three. The Gold Coast would normally be included in that three, but there's no reason that can't be a standalone round. Um, and like, we and like Adelaide, like Adelaide, and then we get back to racing on the Gold Coast yeah. and Southeast Queensland because uh, they really need it on the Gold Coast. Hundred percent. Fingers crossed because you're right; it's a mega one, and uh, even drivers, it's a favourite amongst the drivers too. So let's hope. Yeah, schoolies let's... for adults. That's what we call <laughs> School, schoolies for adults. It's the best weekend of the year if you live on the Gold Coast. It was even better five years ago, Nimsy. Which I'll, off air, I'll tell you the reasons why it was better five years ago. But it was. <laughs> was sensational. I've still got some pics in my phone to show you why it was so good. There were so many balloons around. It was ridiculous. So many balloons. <laughs> oh, On the balconies, there was yeah, balloons. They were everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Different yeah. size balloons. Yeah. They were great. All, <laughs> always part of the festivities. We'll put it that way. But uh, look, you're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, and together we're building Australia. We've got the power rankings, the final set of power rankings for 2020. And as is uh, tradition from last year, that we're double. So we'll get to that straight oh, after this. Scotty Mac gone. <laughs> I don't think so, mate. We can make a triple. He's still not gone. <laughs> but, um, you're listening to the driver. Points to travel first class. <laughs> you're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia.
Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we're building Australia. Right now it's time for the final edition of the Power Rankings. This is the driver's seat Power Rankings. Very simple. We normally do a 3-2-1 a vote like uh, the Dally M or the Brandlow Medal. And much like the Dally M, you probably know the result beforehand. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Little, Shots fired as all. Little clip there. But uh, anywho, like last year, um, the power rankings are doubled for the endurance rounds with six, four, and two points. Unlike last year, there's only one enduro. So seems kind of futile. But anyway, we'll go through it. Matty, who gets here two, four, and six points? Two, four, and six points. Two points I'm going to give to Fabian Coulthard. Mm-hmm. They were pretty well faultless, and, and Tony Delberto. I thought they were pretty faultless all weekend. I thought they drove quite well. Um, didn't set the world on fire, but I thought they they did a pretty good job all weekend. Uh, four points I'm going to give to Will Davison and Cam Waters. They were exceptional. Hang on, is that two? Is that two each or? Well, didn't you say two, four, and six? Well, who gets the four points? Because we're doubling. So Fabs oh, we, gets two. Uh, right, okay, hang on. I'm lost. I'm not a smart man. Am I giving... Are we doing okay, so who, co-drivers just, as well or just main drivers or... Well, we'll, we'll give that uh, four points to Cam. Well, okay. They're perfect. Okay. Well, there you go. So Fabian Coulthard two, uh, Cam four, and of course you've got to give six to to uh, SVG mm-hmm. and Tanner because, again, they, they just drove out of their skin on Saturday, uh, on Sunday and uh, and simply didn't put a foot wrong all day. Pit stops. Mm. You, if you could give six to RBH, Red Bull Holden Racing Team, the whole thing, you would because they just worked faultlessly. Mm. Very There was, there was uh, particularly when your teammate made a monster mistake. Can, can I just back off just for a second here? Yeah. What is it with J-Dub and Bathurst? The dude is the goat, seven time. He's every other track. He's dominant, but he gets to Bathurst, and just he could have had. He's Rick Disneck. He uh, just has he, has he won three or four? Four. So we four. Th- so, so three with Lounsey and one yep. with Paul Dumbrell. Paul, Paul Dumbrell, you got to feel sorry for the poor guy. Man, Paul oh, Dumbrell could have had robbed. three at least, maybe <laughs> four Bathurst wins. But I just don't get it up there. Just yeah. for some reason, he's just really inconsistent up there. Mm. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. But yeah, six points to SVG. Stevie. All right, all right. Well, so I was gonna, I was actually gonna go um, my two points to uh, Chaz Mozzie and Warren Luff because I, Fair enough. you mm-hmm. know, mine are pretty boring. It's basically the the podium, but um, you know, Luffy, like the dude's been on the podium like I think six out of the last eight years or something ridiculous. You know, like the, the, he's a he's a a podium machine that guy, and he doesn't drive anything all year apart from doing a bit of stunt driving and. You know, uh, runs a stunt driving academy there at, at uh, Movie World or the show, I should say. Um, also, you know, Chazzy did a pretty good job, and I still don't think that car's and like reached its potential. So I think that no. it's going to be pretty. Uh, you know, they're definitely in moving in the right direction there. There at uh, Walking Tree and Ready United. So good on them. Obviously, uh, four points to to Cam and Will because yeah, just we knew yeah. that they were going to be the team to beat or the car to beat. We all said it. Yeah. Well, we all expected it. The pole lap was next the level. The pole lap was unbelievable. Um, and I know it wasn't, you know, it was like just, just to be nearly half a second up on P2, which was Scotty Mack, was yeah. just, that was 
Scotty Mack getting some back of what he normally does to others. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah, you got a clip on the way through. Absolutely. Yep. So, uh, you know, fantastic job by them. Same again, that team didn't put a, a foot wrong. You no. know, like, and as as bad as it sounds, we sort of expect Tickford to trip over their own, you know, what? Because that's what happens in the And that's what's happened a lot Historically. in the past. Historically, which mm. I that was really impressed. I was really impressed with what they did there, and uh, I mean, you know, good on them and both the drivers. I mean, I expected that from Will Davo too. The dude's just unreal and uh, and a solid performer, and always has been. So, um, and obviously SVG and GT, as we just spoke to Garth earlier. Mm -hmm. I mean, mega like that. GT answered one of my questions that I was going to ask: Is that the best? And I guess the most uh, to plan to plan and scripted Bathurst for your race plan, what you've ever had. And he answered mm. that before we even asked it and said, yes, it was. So uh, well done to them. And, and, you know, Shane's six lap stint at the end of the race was mega, you know, not one mistake all day, but from anybody down to the caterer. I even know, didn't, don't even know what they <laughs> eat, but I'm sure the caterer was bang on with his meal preparation. Except for Jamie's. It's, Jamie's was no good. Maybe Jamie had a bad prawn. I don't know. Possibly. Well, that was our power rankings. Uh, we'll get to some of your texts here. 0433 We'll start off with one from Joe. Hi, boys. What are your thoughts on the recently announced Gen 3 Camaro? Uh, that's from Joe. And uh, one, you, Joe. one more from Shane as well. G'day, guys. Long-time podcaster, first time listening live. I just wanted your thoughts on Dave Reynolds. He's been well off pace this year, and with a 10-year deal, I find it doubtful that the marriage would last. Cheers, Shane. Yes. Righto. Joe. So let's let's go to Joe first with Gen 3. Um, Joe, I like the Camaro. I like the overall... Um, I like the overall philosophy right now, reduced aero, looking very much like the road car. I know it's all very controversial that you can't buy a Camaro in Australia. You can't buy one through Walkinshaw anymore, and they've stopped the program in the United States. But the reality is, what else are we going to race? So I know all the haters on Fast Deli and all this sort of stuff have been blowing up about, oh, you know, shows how bad supercars are because they're not going to, you can't even buy a Camaro. Well, what else are we going to race? You can't have you can't have Mustangs versus Mustangs. So I like the idea of the Camaro, and Joe. I think it's just the start. I've got little renders in my mobile phone that shall remain private of a whole bunch of other manufacturers as well, and they look mint. And if we can get those um, with that okay. with that team with that uh, category V eight, I think that'll be awesome. I think also, um, which is. Quite interesting for me to note um, that uh, Ryan Walkinshaw um, that they're they're uh, in the business of doing some upgrade to roadcars. You know they make those uh, Rams. Sorry, they do the Rams. They do the Rams, but they also do the Colorados. But they yep. they they I think they call it was it a Arctic Cat or I don't know. They, they call sports cat sports cat. Yep. You know, so they up upgrade all those and make them mm. you know look pretty cool and mm -hmm. a bit racy. They're all of a sudden now starting to do a Volkswagen Amarox too, which is very interesting. So it's it's but what another in the Volkswagen range? Passat. Yeah. Okay. 
that's not what I've got in my phone, but okay. No, but there's that's a, not there's one a, of them. There's a few different ones. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah, interesting. And I'm just reading, I'm, and that's nothing, I, I'm just looking at. Surmising. Surmising. Grey bearding. Yes, or grey herring, actually. I've got no beard. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, <laughs> I can't grow a beard to save my life. I've got, but you know, boy, can you grow a head of grey hair. Yeah, it's good, <laughs> isn't it? It's impressive. <laughs> it is good. Silver fox over there. Yeah, it's good. Um, so that's just yeah. me thinking outside the box and thinking, oh, that's interesting mm. that they've now got a partnership with Volkswagen. And, and yeah. Ryan's pretty shrewd. He'll, he'll be, yeah, no doubt, course. talking to them 100%. Of course. Uh, and Shane Oss, thank you. Uh, long-time podcaster, first-time live listener. Um, your question was... Davey Reynolds. Davey, Davey Reynolds. Reynolds, yes. Yep. Davey Reynolds, really interesting scenario there because I've got... I've had some intel from down in Melbourne. Uh you know the 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 light went on and the cockroaches scattered and I got a little bit of <laughs> got a little bit of info off the floor. Um, there is a lot of conversation going internally at the moment at that team about Dave's performance. Now he signed a long term deal there, but I think there's also some sponsor discussions going on with team principal and how happy that little marriage is down there, I don't know. Look, it's been a very difficult year for Dave Reynolds. He will tell you that their performance has dropped. It's been a tough one for Anton Di Pasquale as well, mm. but he's on a 10-year deal. Now, we all know, Stevie J, a 10-year contract, it's like a slice of Swiss cheese. There'll be that many holes in it that you'll be able to – there'll be get-out clauses to Wazoo. Yeah. So if he's not happy or they're not happy – There'll be a way out of it. There'll be a way out of it. Not a problem. And, but. Yeah, and 100%, you're right. Like, oh, that marriage is not happy down there at the moment. There's, no. You know, we know, we know Baz is a hard ass and, you know, yep. he, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. Um, a little birdie told me recently that, uh, you know, Dave Reynolds is very close with Tahan, his, yep. his uh, girl there, uh, his missus, and... Um, Apparently she's not allowed in the garage anymore, so that's that's that would hurt him. Yeah, he would not be happy him. with There's that. There's a lot of drivers that yeah. would not want their wife or whatever there. Yeah, sure. And, but he's Dave's, Dave's the opposite. One he's yeah, he one that needs that support, yeah. needs yep. that yep. nurturing. So I'm yep. I'm just from what I'm hearing, he, Tahan's not allowed in the are, garage anymore. So that's same, really affected him. Are we seeing the same smoke signals from the TPs that it's just not a happy marriage mm, down there? Possibly, yeah. We might confer a little further off air on that one. But uh, yeah, Shane Oss, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens there um, with the potential departure of uh, Anton Di Pasquale to to uh, pastures more warmer up in the north. Um, that might have an effect with Swill Brown. Will Brown's coming in uh, next year. So. It's going to be a heck of an off-season, Shane, at, at Penrite Racing. A heck of an off-season. Let me just Let say me with you. Will, I mean, I love the guy. Like, he's a great guy. I get along well with him. But I still think he's got a lot of maturing to do to, to have that full-time seat. Um, sure. You know, to be bump drafting and pushing cars at Bathurst on lap, lap one. One through uh, the chase. Through the chase. Not just into it, but through it. That could have ended three cars <laughs> race right there, if if not more. So that, that would have been very an aircraft lucky. crash. If and that that's not happened. something that you do on lap one of a 161 yeah. lap race. That would have so, been an absolute yard sale. There would have been bits and pieces from Bathurst to Orange. Mm -hmm. if that would have been heard. Fabian Coulthard all over again. Yeah, would have been Minus nasty, the good hair. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mongrel. Might have, a, might have a little chat to Will when I see him next about that and give him a little oh, slap across right the on. chops. Good, good on you, Uncle Steve. Uncle yeah, Steve sits in. Listen to like, Come and sit on Grandpa hey, Steve's Steve. knee Steve. and no, let's no, have no, a chat. Don't do that. <laughs> well, you, you can keep your texts coming through. Thanks so much, Shane. And thank you so much, Joe. And also, thanks for putting your names on it, guys. You've been yeah, listening. Well yeah, done, thanks, boys. Good work, Legends. boys. But uh, keep them coming. 
0433 is the number if you want to get in touch. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter. Together, we're building Australia. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Great to have your company on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're a building Australia. Quick one off the uh, temper text. Did anyone think it was unusual SVG didn't try to outdo Scotty in the burnout stakes? Says unnamed. And then literally less than a minute later, Graham. Graham, you're an absolute <laughs> Thanks, superstar. Graham. Thank you for texting in. And uh, yeah, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was worried about doing the burnout and then... Uh, the car being underweight at the end because half the car's missing, <laughs> and he didn't want to. He hey, didn't want to r- risk it. Fair, fair crack to Scotty. What a great burnout! That was a good burnout. That was some of the best burnout action we've seen for a little while. So uh, I think he was trying to blow the motor up too. To be honest, I, I think he gave absolutely two somethings about that engine and those tyres <laughs> and everything else. They got a long off season to rebuild it, so who yeah. cares there? Yeah, but exactly. uh, it's, it's no, he didn't. That's a, Graham, that's a uh, that's a really good point. I would have expected SVG to launch that thing um, here, there, and everywhere, but he didn't. Did he? He, he was uh, he was captain corporate. Grabbed the flag and the whole bit and mm. piece. He was <laughs> absolute captain corporate. You talk about the weight. I'm just sending you uh, forwarding you on Graham's text because Graham actually goes, "Were they worried about the weight, maybe?" So, uh, the, oh, Graham, look <laughs> at so you. Graham's you should be on air, Graham. Get the man a set of cans <laughs> and uh, come on into Melbourne. Off you go. Now, That's just gold. Just quickly too. Um, all this talk about um, mysterious renders and stuff like that you have on your phone. I've I've been scouring the interwebs and I've been going through the, the good people at SS Media's page and I can't seem to see any renders. There's some good ones of Scotty Mac's IndyCar, but uh, I'm very yes. curious. I'd love to be able to go through your phone, Matty Mac. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, you will not see those <laughs> renders here, there, anywhere. They are secret squirrel stuff. And in fact, um, let's give Scotty a shout out. Yeah, Scotty uh, heads up SS Media, and you would see a number of his renders have made it to real life. He's yep. done the pen. Speaking well, of Penrite, a lot of them. Let a me, lot of them. Penrite. He's the original. Uh, the original. Uh, artist behind the DJR Ten Penske cars. Yeah. Uh, it's some good Stone T- Brothers stuff too. Yeah, oh, he's he great does so Stone many. Brothers stuff. He's done. He's done all the TCR renders. Uh, S five thousand. He's done S five thousand. He's done uh, Trans Am too. So he's TCM. TCM. He's done your livery on the XD. He's done Mustang. Yeah, he's done my Mustang as well. So an absolute guru of our industry. One of the best, and we wish him well. Is the best. He is the best, and he goes off into hospital tomorrow to have some surgery. Uh, he's going to be down for the count for just a little while. So uh, from everyone at the driver's seat, Mr. Scotty Yorston, we send you our best. We have our fingers crossed for you and uh, you will no doubt come back bigger and better than before. And if you want to go onto his Facebook, SS Media, jump onto there, give it a like. Um, SS a... Media, EST, E-S-T. established 75. So make go. sure you put that at the end. He, uh, he's got a very cool render of uh, Scotty Max IndyCar for this weekend yes. as well. So uh, good luck. Scotty Yorst. Wonder if I can. Wonder if I text him now. He'll do a quick render for me before he goes in hospital <laughs> because um, he won't be able to do tomorrow. He's, he's going to text in a minute. <laughs> he might text in a minute because I know he's listening to say that friggin' Matt McKeldon. He rang me tonight and said, <laughs> "Hey, could you just make some changes to my Trans Am car because I've got to put a proposal together." I actually did that tonight, so not expecting it, Scotty. It's all right. I'm just. Saying, I can but, fix that up, Matty, for you. No problem. Just send it through. I'll chuck an eggplant and a couple of donuts on it. And you'll be fine. <laughs> 
eggplant emoji. Yeah, there, there's you a reason. Are a fair dinkum, dickhead. There's, there's a reason you don't see uh, S. Johnson media out there. But yeah. uh, goodness, we couldn't draw a straight line and with I, a ruler. And I wonder why every suggestion I have for the renders that he does for myself gets a Scotty. He, he goes, yeah, nah, mate. Yeah, nah. <laughs> All right. Let's not do that. On the topic, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing that he uh, also did the updated uh, look for Will Brown's Erebus Image Racing Supercar, Correct. which yep. is a good segue to lead us into the Super Tube. Two championship because uh, always went Richie Benno there for a bit. Ship a Ship a But um, yeah, so Thomas Randall, he won the final Dunlop 2 Series race of the round and he also got round honours as well. Um, after a bit of trouble there with uh, Jordan Boys and Will Brown, they sort of did a Chas Mostert and, <laughs> and um, yep. Cam Waters impression there. But uh, Tommy Randall's got a 47 point lead over Swell. He's got the round win, as I mentioned, and it's not quite clear what's going to happen with the uh, Super 2 Championship, is it? Oh, well, I mean, I'm, well, I can't oh, see that. How can you do it? How can it's you do any more? Three, yeah. maybe? Three rounds? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think I... there is a, I mean, don't forget, though, the Super 2 Championship is not normally a 17-round series, you know. No. So I don't know whether, you know, there's got to be a certain percentage of the 17 rounds, like supercars had to get done 10 out of the 17 to classify it as a championship. But I don't know whether Super 2 is the same out of the six or seven or whatever rounds they have, eight yeah. rounds. They might they have to have two out of the six or three out of the eight. I don't know. But it's it's hard to have a championship after just two, literally two. Well, three, three really. Three, yeah. three, isn't it? Obviously, yeah. SMP and uh, obviously Adelaide at the start and, and Bathurst. So and how can um, you have it when half of the competitors can't show up can't show up that's right so but i mean you know there is there is one thing that is absolutely uh undeniable um and that's that thomas randall should be in the main game yeah you know he is fast enough he is smart enough he is marketable enough he has done everything he needs to do he's equally as good in my opinion as as will brown um and he's untouchable did another ripper job with Nick Perkat in the R&J Batteries car. Mm-hmm. So I think deserves a spot. Hopefully he can, in the off-season, find, uh, find a home for that. I'd love to see him at BJR. But I, I'm, I've got to do a big shout-out to all the, the Dunlop Super 2 boys because they gave us some of the best action <laughs> across the weekend, especially down through the Dipper. Like, you know, I think Angelo Mazuris went in. I think Zach, Zach, it was Zach Best that went in. Jalen Robotham went yeah. in. Uh, Brock Feeney or, Feeney, 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 Feeney or Brock Feeney went in hard. Mm. They all loved to smash it up yeah, well, over Brock, Skyline yeah, yeah. into into the Dipper. <laughs> it yeah, was absolutely. crazy, and they were. I've actually done that. I've 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 had an accident over Skyline. It's not a place you could, there is nowhere to go. If you make a monumental mistake and you come in there over Skyline down towards the Dipper and you're a hair's breadth offline or too fast, say yeah, mate. Somewhere that's a point on the track where I don't remember hitting. So maybe. <laughs> I've got a few years left in me. I'll yet. remind you. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what it's like when we get off air. You know, one good thing about that: at least Bert got a lot of work over the weekend. After good on Bert you, Bert. Castro, Bert. <laughs> Absolutely, he was everywhere, wasn't he? Did a, he was. Did a he super was effort. He could have got it done a lot cleaner because he only got one job apparently. But uh, he almost, he almost went just, Richie Benno again. Then <laughs> super effort. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. I was just going to say just quickly before we go, uh, DJR Team Penske put up a photo of the the whole thing, Teams Championship, and and everyone sitting over the car yeah. and all that. And in the background. I noticed it was the BP uh, livery on the wall, yeah. but they 
they'd scrubbed the BP and everything else, so it was just the lime green and white wall. There was nothing else there, right? <laughs> oh, there you go. And then the actual BP Ultimate Racing mo- commented on them saying, mm, it seems like Bert's done a lot of... Uh, <laughs> Good uh, it seems like Bert's done a lot of cleaning uh, on the Bathurst wall on Sunday <laughs> afternoon, and then DJ Team Penzi come back and said, yeah, he's very thorough. <laughs> <laughs> that was gold. I did see that on the gram. Check that out for yourself. But uh, we've got a couple more texts. We'll get to them in just a moment. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter. Together, we're building Australia. We're launching straight into Hour 2. That's up next. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. And right now, it is time for our Bendix Breaks Big Moments. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes big moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. Yeah, if you want cleaner wheels, you fit Bendix Brakes, and there was no bigger moment at Bathurst than this one. And Van Gisbergen around the outside of Scott McLaughlin, and he does move back in behind. And have a look at this down the inside, Van Gisbergen does it. That's one of his moves here. He's very good at it, and he's made ground. So McLaughlin looks like he's got a bit of a battle on his hands. Shane Van Gisbergen relishes these conditions. He's moved up into second position. Will's doing a really good job, and certainly Van Gisbergen looks like he's got genuine pace, doesn't he? This is a change for the lead. So nice work, Shane Van Gisbergen. That was expected over the last lap. Like GT mentioned, and even you touched on it too, Stevie, the minute there was a couple of droplets of rain, it was almost like... uh, it, it was like someone just opened the buffet and uh, Shane's like, hmm, I'll take some of that, please. <laughs> He's a weapon. His car control is 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 supreme. His confidence is supreme. And I, I, as a racing driver, there are people you race against, and, and again, GT alluded to it earlier, that when that scenario hits, you there's a little bit of, a little bit inside you dies because you know you're not as good as the guy that may be coming up behind <laughs> you and you think, oh, man, I am a shot duck if it starts to rain here. And it comes down and then someone like that just comes alive. And that's what won yeah. in the race after that because he was It was track position supreme. after that. Yep. He got track position. And management. So. And it was just supreme. That's right. And, and uh, you know, it's the car's got to work well too and we know how good he is. Um but um, even you saw Fabian Coulthard, right? He was he passed Scott McLaughlin in those conditions, yep. and, and even I was speaking to Fabs uh, since Bathurst, and uh, he said, "Yeah, his car just was phenomenal in those damp conditions, and Scotty's was nowhere." So it's just funny how very slight differences in the car setup can make a massive difference in something like that, where a little bit of you yep. know greasy weather's put on the track, but not wet enough for wets, but still good enough for slicks, but it's um, it's a bit dicey. And it was interesting because that weather had been forecast all weekend, but we never arrived. Oh, they said it was like going to be the second coming of Noah. Well, they started the race half an hour earlier, remember? <laughs> so because they thought that it which I don't know, how did you feel about that? I was a bit like, come on, you Nancys. You know how to drive a race car. Just get in it and drive. If it rains, yeah, I you think, got wets. I think it wasn't that. I think the forecast was meant to be monsoonal with lightning and it was all meant to be, you know, 100k an hour winds and all sorts of things. So I think that's what they worried about. And then, you know what? It was like Bump m- out. my birthday, a fizzer. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, just quickly, that was our Bendix Brakes big moment, by the way. If you want cleaner wheels, you can fit Bendix Brakes. We got a, a couple on the temper text. Uh, this one comes in from uh, Greg, Greg Ralph. Uh, hi, boys. With the pending Gen 3 supercar looming, how long do you see Super 2 and 3 being able to continue in its current format with the Gen 1 and 2 super, supercars? 
That's a really Ooh, good question. Good question, Mr. Ralph. Yeah, what well, uh, will happen? Full disclosure, we also know Greg. He does some great model cars. Oh, hello, Greg. Um, oh, is that why you're asking Greg? Good <laughs> <laughs> on you, Greg. Um, I, oh, I think that oh. I think it's like the when it went from Gen One to Gen Two. Yeah. There was a hell of a lot of yeah. Gen One cars that went on the market very cheap. Totally. And I think it's going to be the same now. I think it'll be fine. And I think because Gen Three will, it, it's basically mostly new parts, I'd imagine. Mm. Uh, so there'll be a lot of Gen 2s, which we're seeing on the track now, whether it be Super 2 or Super Cars, yep. that are going to become very, very cheap. And yeah. it's going to actually make it a little bit more cost-effective to... They're still going to cost to run, obviously. Yeah, you've got to fix them. They're still expensive um, you've got to fix them. They're still, expen- yeah. they're still an expensive car, but yeah. you're not going to be spending 650 grand on a car. You know, They're going to sell for much, much cheaper. Yeah, and the, and the older of the Gen 2 cars, the original Gen 2 cars, will possibly fire down the line to Super 3. So it's going to be that, Greg, it's going to be that usual, you know, step down situation as more cars, cars come on, it becomes a used car yard for other teams and an and opportunity for people to step up and and uh, in driving some pretty good machinery. So that's what I reckon will happen. I reckon Super 3 and, and Super 2 will stay around and they'll just keep inheriting the cars as they come on down the line, which is ultimately what... Well, the more. cynic, the cynic in me, says that the only reason that Dunlop series and Super Three series um, exist is so that supercar teams have got a place to sell their used cars. That's the cynic in me. But um, whilst that's around, and whilst we have the tiered system that we have, and going to new cars, that will remain. One more too. This one comes from our one of our regulars, and we love when he texts in. Tom in Toowoomba. Did you guys see Tommy. the did you guys see the Kia article about entering supercars done in GRM livery? Anything to this possible link? Now he's referring to an article, I'll just do a quick little goggle there, and uh, there's an article in the Daily Telegraph, which is done by oh, James, oh, Phelps. James Phelps. Yeah, actually, yeah, the not, not a chance. The human <laughs> <laughs> the human pack muscle, James Phelps. Um, uh, Tommy, there may very well be some some meat on that bone. Hmm. We've always known, well, we we suspect, we shouldn't say no, we suspect that GRM was talking to Kia, um, but there is also another Korean brand intrinsically linked to Kia that might also be on the books for that as well. We'll have to wait and see hmm. if that makes sense. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, I'm just reading this last line that uh, Phelps put in here. Kelly Racing and Gary Rogers Motorsport have both successfully introduced new manufacturers to the sport in the past. Airbus Motorsport mm. also had an IP deal with Mercedes. Mm. <laughs> well, you see, now he's wrong there. Yeah, totally. He, no, he, uh, there okay, was no so, link to so, Mercedes. So let's let's just just not to not to put put Phelpsy completely into a spot here, but let's be accurate about our reporting. Never let so, the truth get in the way of a good story. Absolutely, especially when you're a journo. So um, were they? Su- I mean, really, were they successful programs? Uh, very debatable, both in Kelly Racing and GRM, because well, they, they upstumped it. They would still be here. That's correct. So that's my point. Uh, and there was never a deal with Mercedes Benz. It was a customer deal with AMG uh, in the United States, in uh, in Germany. Uh, Mercedes Benz, because I was part of that world at that stage, never wanted anything to do with it, and hence the demise of that brand and uh, of that well, brand Betty, of supercar. Betty funded that whole thing herself. The Absolutely development, yep. the development of the engine, yep. the aero package. Yep. Betty funded that whole yep. thing. So like yep. now. Now you look at the Mustang, Ford funded a lot of it, helped with, you know, obviously same with the Ford teams, helped helped quite a lot, mm-hmm. but Betty did the whole lot, everything. So the pec, so, the, pec muscle, the pec muscle got that wrong and um, 
debatable whether those programs were successful. However, that roundabout comes back around, Tommy, and now we are one of the brands, as I say, I have in my phone with a um, with a Gen three uh, render is a Korean brand, not Kia, but I've also got some European ones and other bits and pieces in my phone. I'll load that up. <laughs> I load that up. <laughs> you may load that up, and I. Would load that up. I, I load would love it to be thirty again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are so random. Well, yes. Now we'll keep your text coming through. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is the number. You're listening to the driver's <laughs> seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. It's great to have your company on the driver's seat. And as always, if you want to text in, you can do so. 0433981116. But right now it is time for a bit of a wrap-up of the season as we do the good, the bad and the ugly from 2020. <laughs> so basically what we're going to do is, with the season done and dust and the champion crown, you... Uh, that's you and, as in Matt and Steve. Sorry, I'm pointing at you as if, like, you know what I'm doing. <laughs> so Matt and Steve are basically going to uh, go back and have a look at the most bizarre of supercars a season. And we'll start off with the good. We want to know, what was the driver, the team, or moment in the championship that was the highlight of the season? And we'll start off with you, Maddie, because, well, one, you're prepared. Um, oh, ish. come on. <laughs> How's that? He's actually written notes. Get out of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you should see the spelling, but he's written notes. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Got doctors writing. All right. We'll start off with you then, Stevie. <laughs> you can go, Steve. Me. Okay. Yeah, you go. go. Now go. you've made an effort. You go. All right. So my uh, my good was. Why don't we go simultaneously? Like I'll do my good, you do your good, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How's that? What sound? are we going to do? How are we going to do it? What's we just the word? Follow my lead. What's the word? Follow my What's lead. What's the word you just said? Simu- simultaneously. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Oh, got about. Is that what it was? I'm thinking, what do you want to be? You sounded like Sunday afternoon again. <laughs> no. Um, actually, Jinkers the good, the actually having a championship. Full stop. Yep. Yep. End of story. Like, yep. um, we there was a long, you know, obviously not your championship, maybe not mine, but actually having a Supercars championship was something to watch. Yep. Uh, I think it was fantastic. And um, I think... You know, obviously, a lot of that comes down to not only supercars, and yes, I mean, you could say that the Queensland teams helped a little in that regard, but it was the Melbourne teams, hands down. The Melbourne teams, yep. the Melbourne workers, their families, that's what made it happen. And if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have had a championship. Simple. Totally agree. So uh, kudos and massive applause, standing applause to yep. all the Melbourne teams and families. In fact, did you see Roland Dane get a little bit of emotion, a bit of yeah. emotion going through on the uh, very classy on the podium about that? Yeah, very classy. Um, yep. uh, the good for me, I, I actually really enjoyed the condensed nature of our championship and the back-to-back rounds. I know they were, you know, two SMPs or two Darwins or two Townsvilles or anything, but I really liked back-to-back racing. Yeah, I think that maybe that's because I'm a fan and I and I really like. Watching, you know, it. watching it and, and having it on TV week after week. I'm not a big fan of waiting, you know, four or five weeks between mm-hmm. rounds sometimes. It loses momentum of the championship. Um, so uh, 100%, I love the fact that we actually got a championship, that we we got a Bathurst 1000, that we've got a champion. Um, 
interestingly, Nimsy, you think about Scotty being the champion. No one's gone. I haven't heard anyone, and I don't pick up the vibe that it's, oh, he's a three-peat champion, but the third one you know, wasn't really a championship. Haven't heard any of that. No. it's He's he's strong. He's been good. He's, I'm not picking up any of that vibe from on social media from the fans no. or anything. So um, great that we had a championship. Um, well done, Melbourne teams, and I love the back-to-back nature. Yep of some of the rounds we had. All right, we've done the good. Let's get to the bad. There was what stood out as some of the negatives of the championship. Can I go first on this one cuz I was banging <laughs> on about it earlier on in the year? Go for it. The, go for it. The two the two uh compound tire rounds sucked sucked large. Didn't Stupid work results for you. didn't work for me. Um and and fabricate. Oh, no, I wouldn't say fabricated. It's sort no, of. No, it wasn't like... fabricated. But even even there's an. Well, I talked a, a little second ago about asterisks next to things and oh yeah, but like Jack LeBrock got his first win. You know, yeah, but yeah, he was but. on. You know, it was yeah, but and I, I he deserves better than that. And our I think his podium at uh, Taylor Ben, ben mm-hmm. was actually better than his win at SMP 100%. because it was it was on true part. and real and. Race pace and on it par on, with everyone else. Uh, yep, yep, exactly. So, so I thought I, I, I'm all for sports administrators turning things on their head and trying new things, um, but um, that for me sucked bad. Yeah, so, okay. what about you, Stevie? Well, I'm, I'm uh, for the bad for me is quite a few of the missing races um, that we didn't go to or weren't able to go to, and predominantly. Street races, so Gold Coast 600, yep. Newcastle. I love watching Grand those. Grand Prix gone. Grand Prix gone. But I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm okay with the Grand Prix. Not like I. I really? just think. Oh, yeah. No. I love. I just love those street circuits and that biff and barge. That the walls. You're not scraping walls at AGP. You know, it's almost like a permanent circuit. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um. That. You know, and not that, going to New Zealand. And not going to New Zealand. That's yeah. another one. So Pukekohe wasn't uh, on. Well, actually, they weren't. Were they going? No, they, they were going, going to Hampton, Hampton Downs. Down. So that, that I would love that to have seen. would have been really interesting to see. So, yeah. Yeah. so those, and I've written it down here. Look, Gold Coast, Newcastle, and Pukki are my yeah. three that yeah. I really, really missed. And yeah. I, I really would have loved to have seen that. The other thing to add to that, Nimsy, um, was for me bad, was the Bathurst 1000 and Brad Jones Racing. Oh, yes. Oh, absolute Barry Crocker. Mm. Absolute Barry Crocker. Did Same for Matt vision, Stone Racing. Did you see the vision of uh, Brad in the pits after Macca yeah. and... Um, yeah. he wanted out. He Jackson, it was just sort of like, oh, I'll just pack yeah. the truck now. Absolutely. <laughs> he was Barry Ryan at the Gold Coast two years ago. Mm. Um, so that was really bad. And, of course, being a, a show partnered with Kubota, of course, all the Brad Jones cars had Kubota on it, except for the, except for the, the competitor thing. car, the yellow thing that fired into the fence. Must say, oh, the Freightliner one. Yeah. Did you, sm- you know, <laughs> I, I looked around. <laughs> the Freightliner. I looked at, I lo- no, not the, yeah. <laughs> I looked at you, Matthew, when that happened, and, and yeah. you actually had a drink in one hand I and did. a smirk on your face. I did, so I'm like, yes. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what you Because that yellow car was a sponsorship that was uh, in, comp- in competition to Kubota, and uh, yet there was, we were on a couple of the uh, well, you're on Brad the front Jones. Uh, headlights and guards on Percat's car, and you're yes. on the windscreen banner of Macaulay's. Yeah. So car. a major, a major appearance by Kubota Thank on those you, cars. For that. So to have the yellow car go into the wall, <laughs> yes, I did have a mm. bit of a laugh about that. Having said all of that, Karma came back and bit us quite nicely because then the Matt Stone racing car of Jacobson that um, had uh, Kubota all over it also died. 
So and he yeah. was a bit emotional too, wasn't he? Very, very emotional. emotional. Yeah. I think he realised it's it's maybe his last race um, with that team. Uh, hasn't been confirmed yet, but I think that's the rumour going around that Jacobson's out of there. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, but. Yeah, again, there's lots of things behind the scenes as to why those Matt Stone racing cars didn't end up going very well that weekend. And in fact, possibly even some of the BJR cars as well, which I'll talk to you off air. But um, yeah, some engine bits and pieces and mm. supply stuff and other things going on there. So Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now we've done the good, we've done the bad. Time for the ugly. What was the downright horrible about the 2020 season? Something that should never, ever, ever be mentioned again. Well, I, Matty... We touched, or you just touched on that just then, really in the bad with some of your stuff with regard to BJR. Um, I just think it's really bad. It's something that I wanted to mention to Garth earlier, but I forgot because we were talking so much about other stuff. Um, Just silly things that happen at the biggest race of the year. Like, seriously, you can't have, you can't keep your driver's door closed, you know, and they had issues with that on car three. Yep. Um, through the through the weekend, and yeah. I mean seriously, there's obviously something issue there where they've they've, they've modified the doors to an extent mm. where they've literally got no structural integrity, and they're just popping open, or they're modifying the latches, or whatever they're doing. They said it was because it was an increase of cabin pressure yeah, that it was popping the door. Now, so that was the cause. The symptom was the door popping, and it should never have popped. Yeah, exactly. And and constantly going all weekend. And, and again, on Nick's car, did you see the steering wheel Nick ended up driving with at the end? It was like a drift car. Yeah, okay. It was a monster big steering wheel because they had steering issues all weekend mm. with that car. So uh, yeah, there was a couple of things that went wrong. And, and again, I'm going to say the ugly uh, for Bathurst, for mine, Nimsy, were the main drivers. Because if you look at it, all the discussion going into Bathurst was about the relatively lack uh, a relative lack of miles for all the co-drivers mm-hmm. no co-drivers stuffed it in the wall mm. they're all main they're all main drivers who put it in the wall during the race including Jamie Wincup obviously Jack fired off Jack Smith at right at well, the end McCauley there took out McCauley took Jack. out Jack um, the, some Apart of the, from Jordan boys who was the one that crashed that yellow competitor car yeah some of the main drivers I thought drove pretty poorly mm. Some of them were so fantastic, like that front four well, or five. Bryce Forward went in. You know, Bryce Forward end. went in. I mean, I just... I mean, that's, that's, I don't get that. Like, And I love Bryce. I think he's a great talent. I know you make mistakes. But when you've got six laps to go at the end of Bathurst, yeah. you've got no one in front of you chasing, yeah. no one behind you for like eight seconds. Yeah. Why do you crash? Yes. Why are you pushing so hard that you're going to crash? And yeah. you've just done 154 laps. Yeah. And or 155 up. And it's and almost done and you're not it, under it's pressure. It's done. You literally should have just rolled and, around and finished the race. And you're signed for next year already. Yeah. So you, it's, it's, you're already in the pocket. You're all done. Mm. And you go and do something like that. Nothing so to prove. I thought nothing that, to gain. I th- everything to lose. And they lost it. Yeah. I think that some of the main game drivers needed to have a good hard look at themselves. Um, I know it's the end of a long season and blah, 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 blah. But you just, in, in the pinnacle of our sport, which is supercars, you can't do that. I just thought that was some some pretty ugly stuff. And, of course, we touched on it a little bit earlier for me, was the absolute Barry Crocker of a season for Erebus mm. and particularly the Dave Reynolds entry. Yeah. Shocker. Yes. I've got that another was ugly. one little thing little thing to add to the ugly. Tell Something me. Something that I've noticed. Your headache on I've Monday noticed morning? Is, no, it was fine. My, <laughs> I've noticed that uh, it's getting worse, which mm-hmm. I think people need to step in and fix, is... Mm-hmm. 
some of the social media trolling that's really starting to get bad and I'm noticing that quite Again. a lot. Again. Um, you know, there's a certain uh, Facebook page that sort of doesn't promote it, but it tries to bag out people that Highlights are doing it. Highlights it a little bit. Sorry, and highlights it a little yeah. bit. And it highlights the trolls as yep. being trolls. Doesn't yeah. support it. No, no, no. It actually no. says, it mate, does, you guys are a pack of... But it's just so bad. And some of what people say, mm. and, you know, supercars really not, need to start looking at this and start getting on top of it because it is, yep. it is out of control. And if you remember our good friend of the show, Greg Rust, a couple of years ago, who very rarely comments on anything to do with social media or any of that kind of stuff, had a very pointed... Uh, presentation for mm. some of those people that do that because it's really not good. So uh, I think you're right and good pick up. Mm. Well, that was the good, the bad and the ugly from 2020. Let us know what you think are some of the good, bad and ugly things of this year on the text 0433981116. Tom in Toowoomba followed up his text. I, I was like you with James Felt being the author. I thought it was fiction, but Matt hinted at having more knowledge. <laughs> Hence why we're checking with the experts. Tom and Toowoomba. Checking with the experts. You're That's a smart right. man. That's it. Good on you, Tommy T from Toowoomba. You're legend. And, and one last one too. Peter from Winter Bay in SA. A sobriety test for S. Johnson. Say Irish wristwatch three times fairly fast. Irish Irish wristwatch three times. Go yeah, on. Not a chance. Yeah. <laughs> no, Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. Oh, not bad. Was, no, was was a, not, don't ask like me I, to do it. Yeah. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. You got the test there, Pete. But uh, you listen to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, and together we're building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together we are building Australia. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. We love the support of Kubota, as does Garth Tander as well. How <laughs> nice good was that? Nice to <laughs> And that wasn't planned. No, no, no. That was literally, a, oh, that was one of those lightning, light, lightning, light bulb moments where we went, ping, that's perfect. <laughs> Certainly was. But uh, hey, let's quickly get to our race rewind. This is the driver's seat race rewind. So if we were to have our original calendar next weekend, uh, we would be heading to the Gold Coast. Could you believe wow. it? Yeah. Oh, don't say that. Yeah, a bit of a shame there. We I'm still have a fair now. bit of racing left. We'd have Gold Coast, New Zealand, yep. and Newcastle left. Newcastle. Yeah, we mm-hmm. would. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, wow. we, we don't. But uh, I'll tell you what, Gold Coast last year was a sign of things to come because Red Bull Holden Racing Team completely dominated. We saw Saturday... A triple eight one two with Jamie and Craig Lowndes returning to the top step, and SVG and Garth in P two. Scotty Mack and Alexander Prema rounded out the podium. Then the following Sunday, it was switched around. All Holden podium. SVG and GT finished. And remember, they did the uh, the big champagne jump all three of them. That's yeah, it. with the with the exceedingly awkward Virgin Australia <laughs> yes. executive looking on. That's right. That's right. Um, he was just sort of hanging regional around. manager. I think he was like, mate, would you get? Do you, hey, you want to just, yeah. hey, just see ya? Poq. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like it's like right, I got this from here, mate. I got the surfer. Yeah, that was you. a shocker. So <laughs> awkward. That was a shocker though, Nimsy. Last the, the Sunday, wasn't it for for four teams though, wasn't oh, it, mate? It, horrible. There was. Obviously, Scotty Mack having his massive qualifying shunt, but also Chaz Mozzie was out for the weekend as well after... Was that, was that a shootout shunt, wasn't it? He, he went in in the shootout, yes, I'm pretty did. sure. Yeah, so. yeah, coming back off the back straight or the back the beach side chains yeah. and turning back in towards the main straight. And yep. He um, clipped the inside and then pinballed to the outside. And see you, mate. He was sitting by the pool for the rest of the weekend. Not good. No. Not good at all. That hurt him too. That, I spoke to him after that. That hurt him quite bad in the ribs and... And neck and shoulder and yep. all that kind of stuff. That was a that was a bruising hit. 
Yeah. Uh, and wasn't that basically the, the DJRTP car, that was just completely gone, but they are restoring it because it was the Bathurst winner, wasn't it? That's right. So that's uh, that car is getting restored. So it's um, still, you know... It's horrible to see at the time. Yeah, it just... was huge. It was, it was very, very bent. But they've salvaged, you know, enough of it, I guess, most of it to, to still classify it as the same chassis. So uh, put new front, obviously front uh, right-hand rail in it, you know, rear rails, um, everything. So, yeah, so it's it's been a mammoth effort, and that's still um, being restored as we speak. Not a good uh, hunting ground for DJR TP cars because and Garth Tander took out Fabs there a couple of years back too, didn't he? In yeah. a big way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> In a big way. Down the front straight. Down the front yeah. straight. Yeah, yeah. That was... Um, they got it fixed though. Unbelievable. They did get it fixed overnight. Uh, I, the guys didn't have any sleep no. whatsoever, but yeah, is what it is. Hmm. I'm sure GT... Uh, well, G- I know GT regrets... Like he full on... like accepted all responsibility, but oh yeah, it was uh, at the time, oh, it did not look good. A wheel and everything came off. It was like, yeah. it's almost like that, uh, the Falcon was made out of Lego. That's how much stuff was yeah. flying off. It was horrible. Yeah, it's a bit like Scotty Max. You're talking about, obviously, Fab's car. Fab's yeah, car. Yeah. yeah, and then Scotty Max car was the same. They ended up finding the spring and the shock oh, up up in, in a balcony. That's right. Someone's balcony. Yeah, that was not good. What do you want? Do you want a sausage? Do you want a wrist or do you want a shocky? <laughs> On the Barbie. <laughs> bourbon and Coke? Or a 96-pound spring? Bourbon, bourbon and Coke and a medium to well shocky. <laughs> well, to go with my balloons. Oh, mate. That was... Just, yeah. We'll take... We'll take a quick break because we've got to crunch some numbers. Imagine as, if it went in the pool. You just have an allegedly swim and it goes whack into the pool. And then all of a sudden, splash... <laughs> Yeah, no good. It's not fun at That's all. That's not going. We're not going to get our damage deposit back. It just went straight through the window. No, you get straight a, through the window. They give you a spring in your step, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, well done, Stephen. Turn his mic off, will you? Well Jeez. done. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. We'll wrap it all up next, but uh, we've got a lot of numbers to crunch. And I thought I'd put it with a nice coloured spreadsheet, boys. I've been oh, yeah, I've seen that. Working hard with the crayons, I can tell you that. Yeah, wow. Sorry, mate. I printed, hey, you, I printed it out in grayscale. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> I've got it on my phone here, and it looks very pretty, Nimsazor. You stayed in the lines. Well done. There you go. Uh, we'll have a look at that next, right here on The Driver's Seat. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Almost time to wrap up here on the driver's seat. A big thank you to Garth Tander for joining us, the four-time Bathurst champion. You know what's great about GT? Like, I love that he he's not ever... What's the word? I, I'm The word I'm thinking of he's is cor- he's corporate. You know, like when he has a chat, he's just yeah. like... you. It's like you were chatting to him at the pub. Yeah, I mean, he's... he's just like when before I you get him, into it. What yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> like Stephen at about 9 o'clock on Sunday morning, yeah, not yeah. Stephen at midday hey, on I was Sunday. very, very good all day. And I even cleaned up Sunday night while my missus was, she was a bit worse for wear. Yeah, she was Jimmy Blist as well. She got up in the morning and uh, to get the kids ready for school and got up to a brand new clean house. She was very, very <laughs> impressed. Yeah. OCD is a pain in the neck. I'm a keeper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so he, he's very humble. I said to him right at the start then, do we call you four time? And he's like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Let's not have any of that. So, yeah, very humble guy. Um, will go down in the sport, certainly as a Holden legend. I mean, all four of his wins in 20 years of, of Driving for the Lions. Help so all yeah, of very his supercars career in a, yep. in a, in a Holden there. Definitely but a Holden man. Now, just having a look, see, at the numbers from the 2020 championship. Now, yes. put it all into a fancy little spreadsheet because I just wanted to show you 
Like there's uh, so you can kind of at a glance see where each team is at. Now clearly at the top, the top five of yeah. really the outliers here, aren't they? Because you've got Scotty Mack on top, Cameron Waters. Now have a look at where the next Tickford driver is compared to Cameron Waters. He's in so P2. Waters, we go all the way down to Lee Holdsworth. Like, you have a look. You see here, you got like SVG and Jamie Winkup. They're both roughly the same. P3, P3, uh, P4. Scotty Pine, Mark Winterbottom, 9 yep. and 10. Yeah. Roughly around the same thing. And then you have like bunches of drivers where you've got like all the Tickford mob, uh, roughly in the 11s to 16s kind of thing. Kelly Racing, that in the mid pack. And just at the top, the cream really does rise, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So a couple of things, I look at a couple of things there that um, apart from Scotty Mack, who's, who finished significantly further up the field than Fabian Coulthard, obviously, mm -hmm. but um, the, the only consistent, the two consistent teams I see there are Red Bull Holden Racing with Shane Van Gisbergen and Jamie Winkup in third and fourth in the championship, and actually Scott Pye and Mark Winterbottom. You know they yeah. were they were they they're consistently been together as well. They're, there's a gap between Anton and Dave Reynolds. The rest of the Tickford crew are mid pack at best. There's a massive gap between obviously Chaz and uh, yeah. and Bryce. And, well, that's to be expected. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. But you know Matt Stone Racing, the, the the final two spots and third or fourth from the bottom. Mm -hmm. Same with Team Sydney. So you're absolutely. I love your colourway there, Nimsy. You've made it. You made it easier to read for even a dummy like me. <laughs> but um, it shows you how very good Scott McLaughlin is and how good the Red Bulls were and how, how strong Cam Waters is compared to his well, teammates. Isn't that ridiculous? I mean, it is, Scotty Mack's average start was 3.0. Yeah. Uh, his average finish was 3.7. You know, obviously the next best, as you would expect, is Cam Waters. Mm -hmm. um, you know, average, average... How about the polls? Average start, Yeah, the, the polls is the ridiculous The polls is, is ridiculous. That <laughs> is ridiculous. 15... Pole positions, and the closest one was a guy who finished fourth in the championship with Jamie Wincup in sixth with six pole That's positions. Crazy. And so, what about the wins? 13 wins. 13. To, and the, to, one, four, 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 zero, one, two, one. Yeah, absolutely unbelievable. What you a know. year. But look, what surprises me, though, is Cam Waters must have been super, super consistent because you look, he finished second in the championship. Yes, he had a great run at the end of the year with a double points race. Yeah. But He's had one pole, he's had one win, and he's had nine podiums out of 27. Yeah, consistent. The, the guys around him, Shane had 10 podiums, Winkup had 14, Scotty's had 21. So out of the top four, he's he's the the least better in stats. Yeah. Uh, but had, but he's P2 in the championship. Points. Absolutely. Yeah. That shows you the strength of the, the one double points round in Bathurst. Unbelievable. Hey, Nimsy. Mm -hmm. Well done on burning the computer, burning the calculator <laughs> on that one. Well, <laughs> holy cow, you've done averages. I never thought you made it through about year nine at school. So, but what I'm seeing here is clearly you had some maths talent as you went further up into school. That was very well done. Now it's very much so looking at the numbers that are on the Supercars website and put it into a table. <laughs> but um, but I'll I'll cut and paste, cut and paste. Happily take that. They didn't have the fancy <laughs> pants colours. But here's another one too. We talk about outliers. Look at yep. the BJR um, yeah. car outfit. Yep. Yep. You look at Perkett. where Todd Hazelwood, Macaulay Jones and Jack Smith are yep. compared to where Nick Perkett is, and it is Scott McLaughlin in the field. 100%. I, and, and I I mean, if you were to give, and we haven't done it, but um, you know, you give Scott, we gave Scott McLaughlin the points and he's clearly the champion. But if you are going to give any 
If you were to give a uh, Dally M, if you were to give a, what's the AFL version? The Brownlow. Brownlow yep. um, it's Nick Perkett all day long. Mm. It's Nick Perkett all actually, day long. Actually, someone did beat Scotty Mack for the average start position. Who? Will Davison. He was 2.8 average start position. (laughs) Well done. Good on you, Willard. uh, Perkett had an outstanding year and was my my Dally M Brownlow medalist for the year. Um, But also we saw in the awards after that they had in pit lane, because they can't do the gala this year, that Cam Waters got the driver's driver, which I thought was interesting. Mm. Uh, which I thought was really interesting. Also interesting that he went up there in jeans and thongs. And thongs, that was the best part. And thanked his miso for the jeans. <laughs> Mate, we're going to have a chat Seriously? about, we're gonna have a chat no about miso. That's no good. You can't do that. Any mature man does not call his wife the miso. If I do that at home... Is that his wife? Well, he's, no, well, he's, go, his, girlfriend. Nah. he's oh, yeah, his girlfriend. No, he's Anyone. Any partner that you, you can't heart, say, should have said. you can't say the miso. That if I said that right. at home, it would be quickly well, followed up with a saucepan to the head. Well, remember, Cam Waters is like half your age, so. Thank you, Nimzel. <laughs> well, well, I, I, I appreciate just, that. I thought I'd bring that one up. Uh, look, yeah. while we're still looking at numbers M- here, miso's bad. Quickly, um, Andre Heimgardner and Rick Kelly. Now, both Kelly Racing Mustangs, roughly in the same, separated by Jack's uh, Jack LeBrock there. Andre Humpgarner, the lead, obviously, in 14. Rick Kelly in 16th. Let's just say, hypothetically speaking, in a in a non-COVID's gone and ruined our championship world, and they yep. could go back to the workshop, how do you reckon the Kellys would have gone? And would you be happy with the fact that they are right here, considering how difficult their season's been? And also the fact that they have gone during a very difficult off-season from Nissan to Mustang. Mm-hmm. I think that's more the the reason for where they finished in the championship, Stevie J. I actually think they did based on that. And then based being away from home base, being mm. a Victorian team, I actually think they did a really good job. Yeah, I think they did too. I think yeah. that that would have hurt them. You know, they've just built new cars yeah. and they've got a brand new shape, a new, new everything. Yeah. Different engines, you yeah. know, look at like, could you imagine the, the heart palpitations? They like Todd, especially was having over the, uh, obviously the COVID period while they're away and with the engine dramas and the, the cylinder head dramas that they were having um, that they probably could have fixed quite easily at, the, at their own facility. Yeah. Um, Instead of having to fly back and forth with engines. And yeah, but they weren't even, pieces. but even to be able to do it where they were, you know, in on the floor space next to their car and yep. building engines. Normally these engines are built in a sealed dust-free environment, yes. you know, and all of a sudden it's not, you know, it's, it's definitely, they, they've, they've done it the hard way yep. as, as have a lot of the teams and I, I applaud them for that. They've done a fantastic and job. And did you see when they pulled into Melbourne the other day in their team bus? Cause they haven't been getting around by flying. They've been getting around by team bus. Mm-hmm. Like the old, you know, baseball. Yeah, NFL, the old the old greyhound like, you know, coach. The old greyhound coach. <laughs> um, that someone back at base for Kelly Racing had gone out and got like 30 trophies. Um, saying congratulations and thank you and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was so classy. Mm. So well done to Kelly Racing because they cop a bit of heat now and then. I thought that was really classy. And and again, well done to all the Melbourne teams for that. But uh, put in a huge effort, Kelly Racing, this year, I reckon. Very much so. And I'm just trying to find out what the... Because they were inscribed with something. And here we go. Congratulations on completing the 2020 championship. This is what's written on those trophies. Yeah. Congratulations on completing the 2020 championship. 
15,389 kilometres travelled, 106 days away, 10 rounds, 57 towns visited, 24 different beds, 315 meals eaten, and a few trophies brought home. Thank you for all you've done, Kelly Racing. Classy. So good. That's so classy. That's well thought out. The guys and girls, the families would have loved that. Um, and fair rewards for uh, for all the efforts they put in, I think, this year. They'll, they'll now go into the off-season. They'll pull those engines down. They'll pull those cars to pieces, back down to nuts and bolts and, and bare chassis, rebuild the thing. And uh, next year, I hope, I would assume Stevie J, but I hope, They'll have a pretty strong year. I think they will. You know, I think well, they'll, they'll be because yeah, Andre's ha- Andre's fast. Yeah, fast, Andre's fast, fast and uh, they need to. You know, I think they they deserve to have a good year. I think they've got the makings of it. It's yeah. we've seen really good glimpses of it, not only just in the Mustang, but when, when they had the Ultimas as well. Yes. Um, I just want to see it more regularly. Yeah, they've got to be more consistent. There's no doubt about that. And and now that they've got control over that engine, they've got control over. Well, they've got the biggest break in supercars history yep. over the last decade right now between now and the start of whenever next year is going to be to sort it out because normally we don't finish until the first weekend in December. Yeah, so there's plenty of time to pick things down and put them back together for the 2021 Repco Supercars Championship season. It's going to take a, a while to get used to saying. <laughs> yes, we, it's, it's, that's going to be the old Clipsal 500 issue for <laughs> yeah, us, isn't it? It probably will be. Virgin Supercar, bing, there we go. There we Another go. dollar in the jar for the end of year party. <laughs> But um, that wraps up another big edition of the driver's seat. A big thank you to Garth Tander for joining us. Big thank you to everyone on the Temper Text line for texting in. Really appreciate it, boys. It's been fun. Let's do it again same time next week. Let's do, what are we going to talk about next week? Oh, we'll find Formula One. Formula One. Formula One. <laughs> That's right. Jeez oh, Louise. Righto. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> Damien Watson up next with the Overnight Crowd. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.